Hey guys, how are you? Welcome to the Dragon Drive Show presented by Summit Racing. My name is Mike Narks. I run dragondrive.com and a co-founder of the Dragon Drive Addiction Group. I am Eric White. I run 815 LSX Swaps, Motorsports Paparazzi, and your co-host for Dragon Drive News and the Dragon Drive Show. Let's get this thing started, man. Dude, are you ready for this? Welcome to everyone as we jump into the Dragon Drive Show for March 8th already, presented by Summit Racing Equipment. Guys, tonight's schedule is going to be a ton of fun. Um, the first 15 minutes, we're going to talk about kind of some event updates, community updates, Dragon Drive community updates. Then we're going to have Cooper Bogetti on. Um, you know him, famous YouTuber. He's a, po a podcaster now, all that kind of stuff. And it's just growing a really cool brand. So we're going to have him on. Then we're going to have Emily Ballard Racing. We're going to have Emily and Cody on talking about their experience. I have here basically their experience as a power couple in the drag and drive scene. They are raced together. They have done tons of drag and drives together or several drag and drives together. And in 2022, she was the fastest woman in drag and drive. We're going to talk about all that with her. But guys, let's talk about Summit Racing. I found something on summitracing.com that I thought would make a great gift. I thought this would be kind of fun. Uh, this is a great way to reward your significant other, we'll say. Hold on, let me get up here to it. Uh, right here, you can save 30% on this grill right here, 500 bucks. Dude, Eric, how do I show this to my wife? It's propane, all that kind of fun stuff. I thought this was kind of neat. I was in the backside of the, the summitracing.com clearance section and, and found that. I thought that was kind of fun. Sign me up. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm not usually a propane grill guy, but uh, I, I think I'd be in on that one. And obviously, you can find that and so much more. Everything to finish your car at summitracing.com. Yeah, buddy. Dude, you want to talk about event stuff while we kick yeah. this thing off? All right. Yeah, th this right here says it all. The countdown to the circuit is on. <laughs> yes, yes. The circuit, I'm so ready. Uh, we'll actually start with that one because Jay is talking about it now. That, e that event is obviously April 14th through 16th at Mocan Dragway. It is an event that I host and have for about five years now. I'm driving the route this week. I'm this Saturday. I'm really, really, really excited because we're doing the Simply Organic Soil Rally Hunt or Scavenger Hunt along with the circuit. So I'm going to be driving tons of, or probably 100 miles of Route 66 through Kansas and Oklahoma, uh, parts of Missouri as well. I'm going to be hitting all the checkpoints, making sure that they are motorsports friendly and that car low cars can get in and out of them if there's anything special these racers will need to watch out for i can uh, alert them on facebook on the event so that's kind of where i'm going to post everything is on our facebook event uh this you can search for it for the circuit um drag and drive so anyway it's going to be doing that this weekend that's going to be you know 300 miles of driving on saturday and running around uh, doing all that, getting pictures, talking to some of the route stops. Uh, I'm excited to go to Big Brutus. It's the largest electric shovel in the world. I don't know what any of that means, but it is absolutely gigantic looking in the pictures. So uh, that's going to be a fun one. And then 
Back to the Streets is a new Dragon Drive event. Heads up. That's right. You heard that right. Brackets, winners, losers, brackets, heads up, no prep, three-day racing, eighth-mile Dragon Drive event. Um, I talked a little bit about it on Saturday, on the on Sunday, sorry, on the Dragon Drive News. It is the end of September in Milan, uh, Michigan. It's going to be Milan and Lapeer and back to Michigan or back to Milan. We're going to like basically do rounds at each track and it's no prep. So it should be, it'll be interesting. I have never done a, I've never been to a no prep event. So now you mix no prep and drag and drive. I'm kind of excited. Uh, this is the brainchild of Matt Lang. He came, he, he hit me up. He's like, Hey man, help me put this thing together. And so I'm, I'm helping on the backside. I'm helping with some of the rule sets. Well, not really rule sets there because he did most of that stuff, but how we're going to do this, who we're going to talk to, how route stops, routes, all that kind of stuff with him. So uh, September 29th through October 1st, if you want a full breakdown of the classes, there's it's simple rules, you know, small tire, big tire, things like that. You can go to back to the streets, dnd.com and that'll give you kind of a, a basic lay of the land. I'm still working on the website, so be patient with me for more details. And we're planning registration sometime April-ish, uh, maybe early May, something like that. So 200 car limit, so get it on your list. I know there are a lot of folks that are already messaging Matt asking for spots, uh, and we haven't even built the Facebook event yet. So uh, should be doing that here pretty quick. And then I see D Brooks in there. Is he making comments in here? What is up, man? I haven't <laughs> talked to him in a long time. Uh, good to see him in here in the chat for sure. Now I'm just saying he's right. This this sounds like that's going to be fun. I'm excited to see how that turns out. Dude, I think Heads Up Drag Racing is going to be a lot of fun now. We will still be using the times from these to populate the dragondrive.com racer list presented by summit racing for the award show at pri so we're still going to be using the averages but it's only one pass per day because you may well i guess you won't be knocked out of competition by losing because then you'll move to the losers bracket so if you win your race you will always race another winner which is pretty cool so it's kind of like uh, yeah, I don't know. So it's it's really complicated, and everything that Matt has laid out makes it really seem very simple. But you know, when you start figuring out the drag and drive aspect of a heads up race and how that will affect, you know, if somebody is fixing a head gasket on the side of the road and doesn't make their time slot for their heads up race, you know, they'll lose. Yeah, but they'll still have to come and make a pass because I still need that pass for the average uh, to populate the list. Not that maybe no prep racers don't care about being on the dragondrive.com racer list, but uh, I think they will. I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year, especially with all the stuff we have coming. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be exciting for spectators yeah. too, because the heads yep. up portion of it, you know, that's, that'll make that a little more exciting as well. Yeah. And, and just to be able to, you know, no test passes, like they're literally going to pull up group up, and then race. And so like the, we had been discussing with Matt and uh, Jay Blanchard is part of the, the team of people putting this together. And so we're all talking in between that, I, you know, at Lapeer, we have one, maybe two rounds, depending on the class size. So, you know, we're not going to be at Lapeer very long. So the folks that show up there to spectate, be ready. Cause it's going to be, it's getting down immediately. Like there's no, 
testing four hours worth of, you know, Hey, I'm going to go make eight passes. So, uh, yeah, Rodney Hardner says heads up racing is pure and nostalgic. This is where the car hobby came from at the beginning and we should embrace it. I agree. I mean, I think it's going to be just over the top. It's going to be over the top and it's going to open up. We'll learn things that are the right things to do. And we're going to learn things that are the wrong thing to do in a drag and drive heads up race. We got Andrew in here too. How you doing? Yeah. What's up, dude. Uh, can you give us a, uh, yeah, that's perfect. Asking how he's feeling. We definitely <laughs> yeah. want to see that. Calvin of Nivlac 57, Andrew's son, has been putting up some videos of the, the crash and stuff like that, the car aftermath, and uh, has some great updates through there. I haven't been able to make it through all of those videos because of all the stuff we've been putting together for this week's show. Um, Midwest Drags is adding photos from their 2021 event to Facebook album. Uh, I think the plan is to roll out like 40 or 50 in the morning and 40 or 50 in the afternoon, based on what the conversations I've had with Hyde over there. So there is, I mean, probably 150 or 200 pictures in there already. And they're still only on registration day. Uh, Midwest Motorsports Media, Jeff Pangborn is the official photographer of 2021, 2022, and is coming back for 2023 for the Summit Racing Midwest Drag. So it's exciting to see all of that. And then I know that Hyde also has all of the 2022 pictures, but he had said the other day that he hasn't completed the yearbook yet. So he's not going to release those pictures until he picks the pictures that are in the yearbook, uh, which is kind of exciting. I think he'll have it out obviously before the event in 2023, he'll have the 2022 yearbook out. Very cool. Yeah. And then race week, 2023, the Rocky mountain edition sold out over the weekend. Uh, I think they have, it was like something like 70 public spots were available. So that's, you know, a lot of folks talk about the frustration of having how that, you know, with the events selling out so fast, why that becomes an issue and everybody gets so mad, but I, I'll tell you from being a competitor to now my brother being a competitor at race week it's great to know that you have that spot for an event each year, you know, so I'm not saying they're going to turn people away on day one, but you at least have your spot locked in months in advance uh, for, for race week. And then the same for Rocky mountain. Um, I like the, the follow up there. Drag week just announced uh, hot rod drag week announced their date, September 17th through 22nd in Darlington, South Carolina. And I called Keith Turk at like six o'clock, you know, so an hour ago and talked to him for about 20 minutes. He's going to be on next week, which is exciting. Talking drag week history, what he's seen over the years since 2005. He's been the race master since 2005 or whatever they call that in the drag and drive community. Um, so we're going to talk about some history. We're going to talk about trailers. We're going to talk about maybe how some, how the rules are set up, how the, you know, what to do if you have a question about the rules and all that kind of stuff. So that's exciting. And um, I'm working my best to figure out how to get to drag week, but with the event uh, with back to the streets being September 29th, it makes it very difficult to make those two there. So we'll see. Uh, the only event that's open right now for registration is Midwest drag. So if you, have not signed up for one and you want to Midwest Drags is open. I know they have had a big surge in entries the last 10 days. 
It's July 10th through 14th at Virginia Motorsports Park, ATCO, and Cecil. And then, uh, you know, I'll be back there again this year doing pit announcing and probably spending a little bit of time in the tower with um, uh, with Josh Castle. So I'm excited about that. Get to see that dude again. And then uh, let's skip ahead just a little bit here. Next week, we're going down the rabbit hole. So we, not only do we have Keith Turk uh, that'll be giving us some knowledge, we're also going to be talking about drag and drive trailers and what makes a good trailer, what makes a bad trailer, what people want in their trailer and what they wish they had not done. Jason Schaefer and I did a really good several walkthroughs on day one of a lot of the trailers there at sick week. And so I've got that video. I'll put that together this week and we'll have it uh, up for next week. Um, I see Cooper is in the back. So let's talk about the motor trend uh, record, the motor trend article where they broke the, uh, or they wrote about the record breaking uh, classes, I guess is really what it looked like to me because they really didn't break anything else down other than like class wins and, um, or class record, record average, and then their fastest single run during the thing. So I went through and I picked out a couple of these, uh, obviously Jeff Lutz, we talk about all the time, 2016 hot rod drag week, 619 average. Yeah. I really was hoping we were going to see some six O's from Bailey all week and knock that off. I think that is obviously what it's going to take to bring Lutz back. Um, and we want we want Bailey to be. I mean, he's been in. You know, that's from 2016 Drag Week, so it's been five events since then, and uh, you know the record still stands. So we want somebody to knock that down. And then Ultimate Iron Bryant Goldstone in the old car 2016 set that. So the Ultimate Iron class still has the same record since 2016 at a 6.58 from Bryant. Pro Street NA Doc McIntyre holds that record from 2017. Now, here's where it's cool about us having all of the records for doing all of the events is that obviously Doc McIntyre destroyed his this 8033 record at Sick Week with a 783 record uh, or 783 average for Sick Week 2023. So in our world, you know, he is obviously the current standing pro street or standing naturally aspirated uh you know record holder but with hot rod drag week he still holds it from 2017 so will we see doc come back this year i don't know he hasn't been to drag week since sick week started so i think he chooses one or two events a year that or one event a year that he can do and then super street big block power adder george gallimore since 2016 774 average Super Street Small Block Power Adder, Calvin Hayward from 2015 with a 761 average. And then Street Race Big Block NA is Kurt Johnson from 2015 at an 897. Now, I talk about those. There's obviously a lot more like Jason Tabscott, you know, holds the Small Block NA record, things like that. But those are recent. These are averages that have stood for a while so, all right, let's thank one of our sponsors, and then we'll jump in here and bring Mr. Cooper in here and let him talk about all the cool stuff that he's doing. Molly Motorsports is the official piston of DragonDrive.com. Molly's Power Pack Piston is the perfect candidate for your drag and drive car. Molly Motorsports competes in drag and drive events and supports our community. Project manager Eric Grillo raced a 10-second stick shift Nova at Hot Rod Drag Week 2022. He's also competed in Rocky Mountain Race Week last year with his C10 truck. Visit mollymotorsports.com for the most recent line of products. Awesome. Okay. 
Thank you, Molly. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Eric Destroyer thirteen twenty for recording that for us. Mr. Cooper, how are you, sir? Let me get this. Let me get this changed here so everybody can see you. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me, dude. Can you I'm guys excited. Hear me about all right. This. Yep. Yeah. You're you're right, good, good on deal. this end. Uh, you are a YouTuber. Obviously, everybody knows you from that. But <laughs> you have kicked off this podcasting, and dude, I gotta tell you, I love it. I, I love the the feel I get from watching all this stuff. Like you have a lot of great guests on and everything. Man, thank you so much. Um, I'm so lucky to be in. Bradenton, obviously, around all the good <laughs> racing and stuff. So I kind of, yep. kind of have this lucky leg up, and it's just awesome to uh, get to kind of force people into this like two-hour conversation where I get to ask them all the questions that I wanted to ask them, anyways. Yep, and I think that's one of the great things about podcasting is you get the opportunity to then spend time with those people in a setting that is. People aren't, you know, they're not bouncing around. They're not looking at other stuff. They're not trying to get their car ready to race. So I, I, that's, that's what I love about it. And your guests have been awesome too. Hey, thank you, man. They've definitely been a, a pretty awesome list of people so far. I'm feeling kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that I've been so lucky to get them. Yep. Really. Yeah. And then I like that you're in person. Obviously we're doing, we're not, you're not in the studio here with me and uh, that would be fun. And then, Matt Happel was talking about coming down. I see he's number 19 or 20. Dude, I can't wait for that one. Oh, that's a long one. Matt can talk for sure. <laughs> and um, I just let him kind of go. He can um, calls himself. He does some Rambletron videos and stuff. He's he's <laughs> yes. good, dude. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 100%. He is the reason. I'll say this again later, too. But he is the reason I built my C10 truck right here in my own shop. So, I mean, you know, the sloppy mechanics world is is good to everybody. So <laughs> He's got some deep roots for sure. <laughs> That's that's right. Well, why don't you introduce yourself to some of the folks that may not know who you are, which would be a very small portion, but then also tell them where uh, where they can find you on all the social media and things like that. Well, uh, name is Cooper Bogetti. I am number 100 on the list of fastest dragon drivers for the year, and that is my biggest accomplishment thus far this year. <laughs> and Right now, I am currently doing a podcast, Bogetti Studios. We do one episode every single week, and then I have a main YouTube channel, Cooper Bogetti, where I race all around the country. Me and my wife, we get to travel around, race as much as we can, heads up race, break my car a bunch, you know, that normal fun stuff of racing. And it's been a blast this past couple of years. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. And we're going to talk about, you know, obviously the stable of cars you have. Right now, I think that's uh, that's probably the best way to put it. You have some super cool stuff, and we definitely want to talk about the Camaro, but obviously we're going to be leaning a little more towards Chip, which was the car you took on Sick Week. So uh, I do. you made a post last month that I thought was really kind of cool, and everybody should live by this rule right here. Something very interesting occurred to me today. When I drive Chip, it goes about 1050. When I drive my Camaro, it goes about 780-ish. That gives me an extra 2.7 seconds to think. Here's, here's where this is really cool. I use those seconds mostly to worry about the car. Look at the gauges, look in the mirror, look at the scoreboards, uh, you know, rolling down the window, roll it back up. You said it's not calming like the Camaro, which is actually way faster. Uh, moral of the story, don't use the, I don't use that extra time wisely. I just waste it worrying. With this information, I have come to the conclusion I feel more at ease going faster versus slower. Less time to think. Dude, that's... That's perfect, man. 
That should be like a shirt. It's just too wordy for a shirt. Yeah, I could <laughs> hang it up on like a poster, like one of those inspirational ones. Yeah, yeah. M- yeah, it's a weird feeling because, you know, when you're going fast, you don't have time. You're It's all muscle memory. But then once yeah. you slow it all down, you're kind of at this point where you're like, oh, is that the smell of the transmission? Is is that a leak in the in the rearview mirror? Like you start to like worry and you actually have time to worry. So it's a weird, it's kind of a weird realization. Yeah, that, and only someone with fast cars could understand that. Me, I have one car and it's slow. So, you know, <laughs> I'm like, let's go, please go fast. Please go fast. Um, obviously, you know, we talk about drag and drive. That is what this channel is dedicated to. So I want to talk about your drag and drive history because I'm looking through all the stuff and do I only see your name on there? Have you only done sick week? Is that right? Um, that So I've done sick week twice. Yep. I did not complete it the first year. I yep. made it all the way until like, maybe maybe four hours until Bradenton like I was I was four hours away from making it to that last track so I kind of had this redemption year that I needed but (laughs) I've done two Rocky Mountain race weeks when I used to work with Cletus I Mm -hmm. I rode with James and Ruby once and then I did it in a like brand new GT500 Mustang rental car that we borrowed from a friend (laughs) the second time and that was great that was cushy it was it was almost unfair because the car was like so fast i would just go all the way up to the checkpoint drive back and then follow them the rest of the way <laughs> nice <laughs> i was just doing circles you're like hey, this thing will run like 100 with the ac on and cooled seats and all the stuff yeah it's, it's perfect yeah we'd go I get heard... like video footage for him yeah i forgot about that when i remember seeing that but i completely forgot about that when we were putting the list together it was unfair. It was cheating. It really was. <laughs> you hear that, all you late model car guys? That's what he's saying. You cheat when you bring out the big cars or bring exactly. out the, uh, the newer model cars. It, it, one thing I had discussed with, uh, I think, Eric a few months ago was that, you know, I think the guys that run late model cars should have to drive with their windows down or something. You can't roll the window up if, you, if you're on a dragon drive in a car newer than 2021 or something. Yeah, give them some kind of penalty. Maybe give them like a second checkpoint that's like way out of the way. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, you know, you talked about redemption. So Sick Week 2023, you are the first number 100 on the list. So it's exciting. Uh, 10, 323 average for that. And dude, you barely made it. Like the guy behind you is like 003 behind you. And then Rick Trunkett is like 004 in front of you. I was going to say, yeah, what's his name? I'm going to message him on Facebook and say, ha. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha by a little bit. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Luck at that point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so you took Chip. So that's your 95 Mustang. uh, Yep. uh, SN95, 10323. When you're flipping through the numbers and you're, you know, how how did you come across dragondrive.com and the list? And how did you see it and how did you feel about it? Well, somebody actually sent me a message on Facebook and they were like, hey, you made it to or they commented it and they were like, hey, you're number 100. And I was like, no way. Top like 100. What? Because in my mind, I was like, no, nobody keeps track that high. (laughs) Right. You know, I do a lot of racing and we usually don't even have 100 cars on a ladder. So I was thinking like, this has to be some kind of like joke or I guess I didn't even think about it, too, because we are the first drag and drive of the year. Yep. So I kind of got lucky as soon as obviously any <laughs> other drag and drive happens i'm gonna be completely yeah, kicked off the list you're gonna be bounced dude oh <laughs> and we'll i'm go, I'm we'll go right to nines so <laughs> yeah yeah exactly the, the, so i took next, my little bit 
Yep. Yeah, the next big event is uh, six summer and then Midwest drag. So yeah, it's gonna be yeah. So so take your take your dragondrive.com racer list fame right now. <laughs> exactly. I'll I'll own it as long as I can keep it for until six summer is over. I'm gonna be posting about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh tell us a little bit about the setup and chip, kind of your engine trans, power adders, stuff like that. So the engine is an unopened bottom end 53. It's got Texas Speed heads cam and it is a completely stock LSA supercharger, unported, like nothing really done to it. And then transmission is just a power glide that I had. And most of the parts that are on it are only on it because when I looked at my shelf of used parts, that's what was on the shelf. <laughs> nice. And, and I mean, you picked a great car to start with, you know, that car is uh, the geometry and stuff like that works well. So it just, it, it, it does what it should. That was my thing. I was like, let me buy something that every junkyard has parts for it. Every car store, every parts store has like brakes and like anything I could possibly need. And I tried to keep it as like OEM as possible in that aspect mm -hmm. where everything's readily available. Cause I knew once you start getting into weird cars or uncommon stuff, your chances yeah. of getting stuff on the road goes down drastically. Yeah. 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 And, and a, a truck five, three and a LSA. I mean, that's pretty, and that's good for what more than 500. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen the build stuff on that, but I would think pretty good. I mean, Hey, runs 10 thirties. Who cares? I was going to say it goes like 135 <laughs> miles an hour. So it's gotta be making some good power, but it's on pump 93. So there you go. There's a lot of power on the table just in fueling, but you guys mm -hmm. know drag and drive and fueling isn't exactly the most fun thing either. Yeah, that's that's probably the one question I get the most as the promoter of the circuit is, hey, E85 on the route? Is there E85 on the route? I'm like, I don't run E85, so, you know, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. And that's why I was like, let me just put this thing on pump 93. Yeah. Never have to think about it. It'll run 1030s and I'll be happy with it there. Yeah. So we'll talk more about uh, the other cars you have in your fleet, but why why did you choose Chip to use for Drag and Drive? So I kind of built Chip with the idea of Drag and Drive. I was like, what's a good platform? And, you know, Fox bodies are so expensive now, but mm -hmm. they're pretty much the same thing as an SN95. SN95, you get a little bit more, like, comfort and stiffness in the chassis. So I was like, let me just buy this car. Put it together as like a budget drag and drive. Show people that you can go out there, yeah. you know, with a $30,000 build. Because that's like everything into it. All new parts. If you went up bottom, it's like 30 grand. Mm -hmm. You can have a ton of fun like that. Complete all of Sick Week and have just as much fun as everybody else, no matter how fast you're going. Yeah. 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 And you definitely had some fun. Um, there was, there's several pictures of you of driving with the hood cracked on a bucket. So tell us, tell us some of the struggles there. And uh, obviously, you know, wh why you had that, why you had to do that. So I later realized I probably didn't have to do it, but after the doing it the second time and everybody saying it wasn't going to help or wasn't going to work and all this stuff, I was kind of just doing it kind of just for the jokes at that point. <laughs> I was like, let me just, let me just keep doing it because it's actually kind of funny. But yeah. I was um, having a problem where I was boiling the fuel in my fuel rails. So it was getting the fuel rails so hot that I legitimately couldn't 
drive the car, it would just vapor lock the injectors. So after driving a little bit, I just realized I was like, oh, let me just open the hood and done deal and left the hood open and we're good. I don't have to do anything else. Sorry. Air compressor came on there. Oh, you're good. (laughs) Yeah. Shop life. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's what happens. At least it, uh, I've got the wall all uh, soundproof now, so it wasn't as bad as it has been. Yeah, and then um, the hood also helped cool down the engine because I was like, you know, cruising in second gear on a power glide. That the temp started to creep up, so I was like, okay, like just for my peace of mind, let's do this. And it dropped the coolant temp ten degrees by doing that. Wow. So, um, w- one thing that people typically do is they'll pull the hood off and they'll store it somewhere, but you can't because you yard sell it. Exactly. I didn't have a hood spot to put it. So I was like, this is probably easier. And then I also don't have to get to the track now and bolt a hood back on. Yeah. One less thing. Right. But I guess you you don't look as cool in photos. (laughs) No, dude, I thought it looked awesome (laughs) having the hood popped. And I can only imagine the pictures of people that were, driving along the interstates or the roads we were on and you know you've got tires stuck on the roof and you've got the hood popped so have you ever thought of doing some sort of trim ring inlet on the front bumper to to get more air in i think what i will end up doing is um doing some vents on the hood like some maybe like some kind of corvette style vents where it can just help extract some of the heat mm-hmm. and i think that should alleviate my issue but i later realized it was the fuel rails that were just boiling and once i opened the fuel cap in the back it was they stopped boiling so i think the bucket may have been for nothing and i may have misdiagnosed my struggles yeah hey that's the other thing people don't think about when when you can't sleep you've you got to have a solution right now um, Eric, can everybody see that? This this is what uh, you drove with for at least two days, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. During the heat of the days, we would leave it like that. <laughs> Man, I can't imagine. The other side, too, is like the stress of that on your mental capacity because the whole time you're literally – the ratchet straps and the hood are just doing this. They're just It's just up there. You know, there's mm, – yeah, L- lots, of, uh, lots of fear there. I'll be honest, it hel- it holds better than the factory latch. <laughs> it seems sturdier than the factory latch from 95. Nice. <laughs> so I was I was actually pretty comfortable with it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, if you ever decide, I know a guy that makes trim rings that go in front bumpers. <laughs> I probably need that. And then I also have a weird transmission cooler. That's what I should use. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I make and I make and sell them, so if you're ever interested uh i can give you my email later and you can hit me up i can get you one yeah i'll just actually put one right on the hood how about that yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> one on each side of the hood uh, of the blower that's right All well, the that's one, in the, one in the front bumper and two up on the hood so you got air in and air out <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah now to go nines <laughs> so uh I saw you had Sketchy Vert as your co-pilot. How uh, how was he as a co-pilot? How was that experience? Man, Sketchy's awesome. He is like such an uplifting guy, and he has such like a positive attitude all the time. And I am just kind of like a level person, so he he really brought up the morale of the the team, I guess you could say. Nice. And it was it was really good for that aspect. 
Um, he did worry me a little bit once it got dark, and he told me he couldn't actually read the directions. So that was um, <laughs> that was our highs and lows, I guess. <laughs> yeah, great. That's always fun. Yeah, because co-pilots are navigators. That is the that's their one job. That and radio and water. You know, hand hand me this while I drive this thing. Yes, there was two times where he was like, "We're going the wrong way," and I'm like, "We're in a caravan of cars going the same." <laughs> Yeah, we're th- the biggest fear is like when you pull out of a gas station, you're first. I'm like, oh crap, where are we at on this map again? Yeah, where my headlights aren't list? good enough to be first. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be second or third at least. Yeah, yeah, I need, cool. I need somebody in front of me, please. It was cool. He was uh posting a bunch of pics too along the way, so it's cool to see your pics and his pics and everything. Yeah, yeah, he's a drag and drive guy now after that. It was, awesome. it was cool to, it's always cool to bring somebody into the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and he's always been a drag racer. I mean, that car, everybody knows that car. And then to, you know, now to have him have this experience, I would imagine he's probably trying to figure out when he's going to hit the next one. Yeah. I already told him he has to take his own car cause I'm not driving him again. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So did he drive it all during the week? No, he didn't drive it all. Man. See, that's where, that's where drivers go wrong. You've got to let that co-pilot drive a little bit and you got to navigate so you can have a, a minute break in your brain there and listen to all the stuff that the car is doing without driving. I don't know if that would help my mental state or make it worse. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> it's already a tough job when you're you're oh, in there yeah. and you're thinking about every little noise. You you think you hear something that you didn't hear a second ago. Yeah. It's nervous, nerve wracking. That's for sure. And then, so what was your prep like leading up? Was the car running? Is is the uh, is Chip a car that you drive all the time? Like, is it was it ready to go before you went? Um, it was pretty ready to go. I didn't really have to do much to it. I just kind of, I mean, it was kind of parked in my yard for a few weeks. <laughs> I didn't. It was. It had some weeds growing around it and stuff. Tom Bailey came over and he was like, "Really, you're taking this car that you're gonna have to pull out of the yard." because he wanted me to take my Camaro like a lot of people, but he was kind of, he was kind of giving me a little bit of shit for that, but that's awesome. You mean when he was was over to record for your podcast? Yes. Yeah. When Daddy Studios drops every week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tom Bailey was on there. He opened up a lot about some of his history and stuff. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool episode with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Prep was simple. I didn't really have to do much to it. I tried to make that car basically think it's a mm-hmm. stock Sierra, like the engine came out of. That's cool. I was going to say, Brian here, or uh, Jay here says Brian wants nothing to do with navigating. <laughs> <laughs> so those guys race a really nice 70 uh, Nova that's an 850 car. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a tough job to navigate. It's um, yep. It's definitely not easy because you get all the struggle of the whole week without all the instant little dopamine rush that we get. <laughs> Right. As a driver, you get that little bit of dopamine that they don't. Yeah. Uh, did you have a favorite moment or a favorite stop while you were on sick week? Um, I really did enjoy driving up the A1A. That was cool. And then there was a gas leak that happened like maybe, you know, 200 feet away. There's this massive propane leak and I'm sitting there in my chopping, you know, loud car. <laughs> There's firemen all around me, and I'm like, guys, maybe you should get me out of here a little faster. You know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this thing's going to blow up. And I'd um, like to be gone by then. 
it'd be great. And then with the detour that we took, we actually watched them blowing up the Goodyear blimp for the Daytona 500. So that was kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, this should have been the stop. Uh, right. Um, you know, and that's, that's one of the hardest things I would think from a promoter side is the trying to figure those out. I know from personal experience, figuring out the route stops, but then, you know, those guys were worrying about 120 cars. They're worrying about 300, you know? So. Shoot. I didn't see any of them during the day anyways. So man, yeah. <laughs> for the most that, part, I was rolling in there and they're long closed. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation of uh, <laughs> time at the track. Um, well, what's the next Dragon Drive event you're doing? Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of a one and I'm kind of a one Dragon Drive yearly yep. person at this point. I, I would love to do a Rocky I mean, Mountain you, race week, yep. but it's a trip for me. Oh yeah, you'd be thirty or thirty-five hours from the start point of those, I would think. Yeah, before I even get there, and I mean, <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah, you know, some people come from Canada down here, so I can't really complain much. Yeah, but he's a different person. He's, he's a different a, breed. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Well, uh, any upgrades you got planned to chip before next year, or are you just going to take the Camaro next time? Oh no, no, <laughs> Camaro gets um gets tucked away for heads up racing only nice only the uh like tx2k yeah is actually next weekend so i like to keep it good for that but i'm hoping that chip can run like a 950 on pump 93 would be my goal i think that would be a really cool cool goal to hit yeah what uh what do you got planned to get there you gonna like bigger converter deeper gear i mean yeah probably upgrade the converter the converter is just one that was um like I was in a trans shop and he was like, Hey, I got that one over there on the floor. And that's the converter that I've been using. So there's probably a good bit to be gained there. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, ported blower that goes a long way and yeah. maybe um, just try to pull some weight off the car. Cause the car is a little heavy right now. 3,200 without me in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You should be able to do that easy. I mean, 950 should be right on the, should be next up. That'll be exciting. And I think that's what's cool about keeping these records too is like, you know, as you see like 2022 or, you know, 20, well, especially for chip too. So you got 2022 DNF, 2023, 1030, you know, and then you will just continuously see the, the upgrades made and car going faster and stuff. So that's cool. Exactly. And I love sick week. I mean, I get to actually see Florida where, I don't, I don't even see most of this stuff. People are like, oh, yeah. you must see all this stuff all the time. I'm like, I take the highway. I You're don't take like, the back roads where I'm going. Yeah, I get on the interstate and I drive 85 miles an hour wherever exactly. I'm going. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We even drive past my house and some of this stuff is roads <laughs> that I normally wouldn't take. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, that's what I love about it, dude. That's what's so cool about a Dragon Drive, especially the national events, the week-long events, is because it really makes you take the time to slow down and oh hey that's a cool gas station and all my race car friends are there i'm going to pull in and talk to them and so you you really it is a vacation it's one of the hardest vacations but it is a vacation oh yeah for sure and the nice thing is like when i when i set off to go my wife she's like who are you going to be like with who are you going to be i'm like i'm with everyone like i just stop and (laughs) like i always make the joke like i talk to probably 150 of the racers that were out Mm -hmm. there just because I don't know. That's how I am. I talk to everyone that I yep. see. Yeah. I was only down there for two days, but every time I came, I walked by your pits, there was at least one or two or three people gathered around. You guys were talking, you know, getting the car changed over and all that kind of stuff. It was cool, man. I, I love it. And I think that's, what's cool about 
Dragon Drive events is like everybody has the same goal to to compete and then also to to talk to friends, meet new people, all that kind of stuff. Yep. No matter how fast you go, we're all in it together. We all have to deal with the same BS. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. We got a question here from LNA Auto Works. Uh, are you going to try to get someone like Alpha to tune on the fly at TX2K? Um, yes, uh, my tuner Alpha will be. He most likely will be at TX2K, but if not, he tunes remote for me. I just send him a log, and he sends me back more power and doesn't tell me what he changed, <laughs> but he just says, just do the same thing you did last pass and hold on. Yeah, nice. that's cool. Like, you're not going to tell me what you did? Nope, just hold on. Okay. (laughs) So uh, the blower and chip, is that off of one of the Cadillacs, or was that just a spare one you had? Yeah, so that blower has actually been around. It was a GM recalled unit that I bought for 700 bucks five years ago. Now they're (laughs) worth like two grand, but I put it onto my CTSV-1. I used that car, and then I took it out, put it into my Camaro when I first built that with an LS. And then I used that for a little while, and then I took it off and put it onto chip now. So it's been, it's been around. <laughs> it's nice. it's made some passes. It's done some burnouts. Exactly, exactly. And the Camaro with that same blower went nine sixty on on. on ethanol with a little bit bigger of a motor. But wow. so yeah. I, I have some hope for chip. <laughs> yeah. Well, you already mentioned we won't see uh, the two JZ Camaro on a Dragon Drive, but uh, what about any of the other vehicles? You you plan on taking any of those on on an event or just chip? Well, I have a CTSV wagon that I really do like, and it would be awesome for a Dragon Drive for me. But I think my fans, rightfully so, should, would make fun of me for taking <laughs> a car like that. Like driving a comfortable Cadillac wagon where you can hold all your stuff comfortably and you got AC seats and you go, it goes like 11-0. I think people would make fun of me for that. Rightfully so. I would, I would think they should because (laughs) it's, it's like what we were talking about. The late model stuff is almost like a, it's almost like an easy button. Yeah. Yeah. And late model stuff is fast. And so it, you look at the numbers and it's great, but like, I mean, there is just something about windows down, no AC, having to listen to the car that you just put together. You know, in your case, no overdrive, or, or do you have an overdrive on the power glider? No, no, no. no, oh, no you're overdrive. an animal, dude. What gear do you run in the back of that car? Um, it was the gear that it came with, a 373. Holy, <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, yeah, but hey, it it worked. It worked all week, so it did it. I wasn't the quickest guy going down the highway, but we made it there. Yeah, right. So what are all of the other vehicles and project cars that you still have? Um, Well, I still have basically everything. I'm really bad at getting rid of cars, even (laughs) though I should get rid of cars. So I got two 240s that both are mixed use. One's a street car, one's kind of a drift car. I have the Camaro, uh, Chip, and then CTSB Wagon. And that's pretty much it for stuff that would be fun race cars a 240 would be a good drag and drive car because they're simple yeah yeah you know you talk about parts availability though that would be my only concern with that car but you know other than braking i mean they're they're independent rear right eric they are yeah so axles maybe be the only thing you need to bring with you unless you you know traction kills stuff that's what we're that's uh 
that's what happens. Yeah, you saw it down here in Bradenton when all the uh, big tire cars would get some tire shake, drive through it, and that's broken parts. Yep, yep, every time. Oh, yeah. yeah but that's been on my list. If I take my 240 here on an event, uh, axles are definitely on the list because I haven't taken it to the track on actual drag tires. It's only been on street tires, and it doesn't hook up for anything. Yeah, but yeah. that's why that's why you have the Mustang. So well, yeah, let's, let's just let's just take that. There's these guys over at IDS. They can uh, oh. put a Mustang rear end in that thing. Oh, I know. It just depends on how race car I want to go. I kind of <laughs> yeah. like the the street car still. It's a five three T fifty six. Yeah, but them IDS kids make it just a Mustang back there. Let's let's switch gears. Let's talk podcasting because you've dropped a bunch. Um, Seventeen have been released so far. I think I yep. saw today. I did listen to the Jay Barry one today. That guy's really, really smart. For like, sure, man. He's a he's that not was a great one. Thank you. Yeah, he was. Um, I I say thank you, but it's really just Jay that spit out so much information that <laughs> yeah. it was making my head spin. It was a lot, dude. Jay is um he's an underrated voice in the car community, mm-hmm. I think. And I was I'm so stoked to give him somebody that's like less known, I guess, and yep. less heard the voice like that. Yep, and it's cool because the podcast stuff kind of keeps growing. Like the video, when you launch it, it doesn't drop off views in 24 hours, kind of like a, a normal YouTube video does. Mm -hmm. So his information that my end goal is people to hear his information because it's, it's beneficial to the community in a whole. My goal is for that to be heard by as many people as possible. So for it to keep growing over time is a really good experience. Well, and a lot of the information on his especially is stuff that will only get more, I don't know, it'll only be listened to more as time goes on because of what he talks about in there. I mean, he talks about EPA and he talks about, you know, how ethanol is going away, which was crazy to me. I shared that link today to it. Uh, You know, pump E85 is going away eventually. And so, you know, guys like that that create that stuff, because us as racers, just like you guys talked in the podcast, us as racers, it's a per- perfect fuel for us because it does so much stuff right. We would hate to see it go away, but if we can buy it in barrels, that makes sense, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I I love getting it in a barrel, sitting in my yeah. in my yard right now in my garage. I could just pump it right into the car. Yeah. Keeps it nice and easy, and I'm putting American made fuel in where I know exactly where it all came from yeah. into my car. Like who else can do that in any car? Um, t- well, and you know, him being the the farmer, the grower of the corn, then the manufacturer of the corn, that was pretty cool. Uh, what are some of the, you know, uh, sorry, what made you start doing podcasts? I get, let's start there. So it's kind of always been something I've really wanted to do. And I, I guess I never really um, thought like, in my car experience and my journey thus far, like, I guess I wasn't really ready for it. You know, if you told me two years ago and I started a podcast, it probably would be much worse because, um, I'm, I'm 27 years old right now. And I know, I know I was way naive back then. Yeah. And now I at least understand. I know, I, I know what I don't know. (laughs) So younger Cooper would have been too arrogant and too talkative over people of trying to, say what he knows and now current me i think i can do a good enough job about yeah. extracting information instead of trying to be the the guy that says all the information 
Well, right. And that's what Matt Happel says all the time in his uh, sloppy radio shows. He's like, this is a, a experience in me listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He said the same thing to me. He was like, I, I struggle with listening. And I, yep. he was kind of the shoes on the other foot when he was on mine. I was like, yep. I was trying to get him to talk. <laughs> I wanted him to actually, you know, give his information for once. Right. So obviously we like doing live stream podcast type stuff. But for you, what has been the best part of doing it? And on the flip side, what's been the most challenging part of doing it? Um, most challenging has definitely been, um, I would say, equipment, making sure audio and video works right. I still have struggles with it. They're still learning that every day. I mean, I'm, I'm no audio video guy. I'm just good enough to get by. And that seems to have been working a little bit. But the... So, sorry, what was the question? The most challenging and most rewarding? Yeah, yep. Okay, so most rewarding is just, I mean, I love hearing from people. And I'll sit down and talk to anybody for a few hours because I know everybody has something that I'm trying to learn or hear about and shoot tuners and chassis guys. Like, I I pick people's brain constantly at the track. And it's just yeah. kind of a good, it's a good outlet for me to actually get to share it with everyone. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and we had like uh, we had Lake Speed Junior on not that long ago, and him talking about oil analysis, and that was just one of those things mm -hmm. that I learned so much on. And uh, somebody just one of my friends uh, on Facebook just went, had asked like, where can I get uh, an oil analysis done? And I was like, hey, I just met a guy, and uh, <laughs> yep. there was a lot of stuff I didn't know. So I 100% agree. The conversations and and what you learn from talking to other people is awesome yeah yeah it's crazy how that works you know you just like especially if you get somebody that's passionate like jay about ignite like once somebody's like passion is ignited like that and they can just start yep. flowing with information so quickly you could tell when somebody's really got the knowledge versus yep. somebody that maybe is faking it yep yeah. and and one thing that's cool too about guys like that is like they generally don't get that opportunity to open up about the nerdy stuff that goes into <clears throat> all the stuff that they do, you know, so that's uh, podcasts are a great opportunity for those guys. Uh, who do you have anybody, how far ahead do you record? And then how often do these drop? Well, I've, I record whenever somebody pops up. So I have a couple ready to go. I have Don O'Neill is coming up, is going to be coming out soon, probably next yep. week. Um, Matt, 1320 video guys and whenever i have the opportunity i'll just record one and i try to just put them out every monday to give myself a little cushion because i got some racing coming up here yeah. i would like to be doing you know more if the opportunity continues to arise i'll do two a week but yeah. for now it's just every monday and if i can stack them up i'm i'm gonna definitely do that now the ones we've seen so far have been in person <clears throat> is that gonna is that kind of your your plan moving forward or do you think you'll do some kind of like this where you have, you know, like you stream yard or something like that to, to interview guests? Most likely not. I've talked to a couple people that would be really awesome to have on. They told me they would do a remote, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to really keep it in person. Cause I think, yeah. um, I think for me, I'm not trying to have one out constantly. Yeah. So if I can just wait and have them in person with people, I think that would help me a little bit because the body yep. language and stuff and not 
you know, we keep talking over each other. That kind of stuff is a little bit mitigated when you talk in person and it's just, it's just the nature of it. Yeah. And you get a lot more feedback. You're really in, you know, like they're literally sitting in front of you. Exactly. It's, it's definitely a way different experience. Yeah. That's cool. And then, so obviously I said earlier, Matt Happel is the reason I built my truck the way I did. I cut down my own harness. I built my own crossover and log manifold and all that kind of stuff. I've been on sloppy mechanics for a long time. Should we expect that one in the next two weeks? Is that, and, and is it three hours long? It is three hours and 10 minutes long. (laughs) Yes. I was not going to cut down Matt at all. I went and picked him up. He was like an hour and a half from me. I went and picked him up. He was on vacation and we, we, you know, we sat down at like 10 o'clock at night and we just talked for hours. Yep. (laughs) And 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 that was it. You know, we just, it was two people having a normal conversation. You know, I was just trying to ask him about all these, all these little things that I was curious about. Yeah. And then you turned the camera off and talked for another hour. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I had to yeah. drive him home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, at least you had that. Typically, if someone's been in the studio, it's like, okay, we had that conversation. Then it's another hour standing in the shop. Then it's 20 minutes outside waiting on them to get in their car. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah. yep. Should have exactly. been recording all of this. Yeah. that's exciting. Sometimes I let the uh, audio run a little bit. I was thinking about doing a bonus. Oh, bonus yeah. parts of it where I just yep. let the audio record for the last like, you know, 20, 30 minutes before we get out of the studio. Yeah. Yeah. You'll pick up some nuggets for sure. That's usually when the bad stuff gets said though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll have to edit that down for sure. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's your prep like when you're getting ready to bring on a guest as far as, you know, getting questions, um, I'm assuming you don't have to do too much like research on the people because most of the people you're familiar with, but, but what's that, that prep like uh, prior to recording? Um, not a huge amount of prep. I keep a pretty detailed list of notes in my phone of just like, if anybody, you know, I had, has like a couple hundred names in there. If anybody has anything interesting or any questions pop into my mind, I kind of just add it to there, mm-hmm. but it's mostly just bullet points. It's not, you know, not questions or anything. I kind of just, I imagine it just like a little spark that you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. And I just write down whatever I can, whatever random thought or question comes to my mind. I got this little notes in my phone and I could just revert back to if I get any, uh, any, you know, ik- inkling of like a dead conversation starting. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, dude, we really appreciate you being on tonight for sure. It's, dude, uh, it's thank been you really guys. cool. It's been fun to pick your brain some on the cars and of course, drag and drive side of stuff. And then, you know, podcasting, this, I would like to say this probably won't be the last time you're on as we go to more events and as things become more awesome for you in the future. uh, You know, we definitely want to have you on. So, well, thank you guys so much. Um, My podcast studio is always open. If you guys make it down to Bradenton. Yeah. Yeah, the Very wife cool. keeps the wife keeps threatening me that we need to go on a uh, we need to go on a vacation just her and I. So let um, me know. And, Seats open, right? And then we need to have. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Rowdy asked, uh, "Who was your favorite podcast guest?" Um, it would probably be. Oh shoot, that's a tough question because I feel like I'm just offending everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Man, I don't know. I mean, I really did like to hear the information that Jay had to give. I think mm-hmm. that's a, I think that's a top tier one to listen to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. I think that's it. That's a good one. 
that I would say I would I would have Jay back on immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anytime. And then Daniel Lane, another sick week competitor here, ask uh, uh gotta ask Coop his favorite place to get spaghetti. Um, there's a, a little hole in the wall shop up in Tampa called Aldofos, and that's the spot. Awesome, that's the well, spot. It's hidden. Well, uh, you said the podcast drop on Mondays and that's on Bugatti studios on YouTube and Facebook and all that. Do you drop them everywhere? Um, they're on YouTube and then Spotify and all of those podcast platforms. Nice. Yep. Nice. So all over the internet. That's cool. And then everybody can watch all of your car shenanigans at, uh, at Cooper Bugatti across every social media platform. Yep. I think that's available, right? You're yeah. If you like search, us. If you search Cooper Bogetti on YouTube, the podcast, my channel will come up. Probably some videos, people talking bad about me. You know the internet. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's the way it works. <laughs> you get thick skin being on here, that's for sure. Oh, I got the I got thick skin. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, dude, thanks a bunch. And again, I'll reach out with some fun stuff um, that we have coming up. And guys, you've got to go over and listen to this stuff. His podcast is amazing. And watch some of the videos. We always love car builds and, and all the kind of stuff that's coming there too. So good deal, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Well, yeah, thanks, thanks a bunch, man. See you. Bye. Dude, what a fun guy. Yeah, that was awesome. Man, um, that, now I, it makes I, me, now, I, now I have to go to, uh, now I have to go to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> be like, I do, please let I do. me on. I do like listening to the podcast. Those are great for when mm -hmm. I'm at work, just sitting at my desk, uh, pop one of those on. Obviously I love listening to podcasts. So yeah. that's just another one that gets added to my list and uh, listen to that every week. Yeah. Yeah. I've been catching up. What I like to do generally is go a couple weeks without listening to a certain podcast and then just binge completely binge them, <laughs> you know, and I'll do like, two or three days of nothing but someone's podcast. So um, I will say for the folks that are out there that are interested in podcasting, you probably just start recording because it's going to take time. This is probably more than 150 podcasts that I've done myself and Eric's done um, at least 50. So it just takes time to get your rhythm, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, it is a great way to document the stories that are told, you know, used to people pass down stories. Now people don't pass down stories. So this is how we're going to do that for future generations. You know, when my grandkids are looking at stuff, I want to say, Hey, Papa was cool at one time, you know? <laughs> so um, yeah. I do see that, that Emily and Cody are in backstage. So that's awesome. They are, uh, they are our next guests. I do want to thank our friends at sweet patina though. We're excited to have them on board as the Sweet Patina built for Drag and Drive sponsor for 2023. Uh, Sweet Patina has detail products, apparel, garage art, anything that you need for your garage or car. They have it shiny or patina paint. They have all that kind of stuff that can take care of it. The, my favorite item is their uh, TKO hand cleaning wipes. I know I talk about this stuff all the time, but y'all... These are the best. It's perfect for when there's no water around or like out here in my shop, there's no running water. So I can grab that before I go grab the good dish towels in the house and uh, and wash my hands in the kitchen sink. So use code DND57 to get a discount at checkout on sweetpatina.com. Sweet. All right, let's bring them on. Howdy, guys. How are you? Good. How are you guys? We're doing great. This good. is... This is fun. We're an hour in. I hope you guys are ready. Um, we're going to cover a ton of stuff with you guys. So it's going to be 
It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> Emily yes. is the fastest female drag and drive 2022. That's pretty cool. And what's funny is when we reached out and told her, she was like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> but one thing that's really neat about what we do at dragondrive.com is the, we care, we only care about averages. So while there were other females that were faster than you in single passes, you were the fastest average of 2022 with an eight, uh, five, six, nine average at drag week. And then let's jump into your drag week history. So I'm, I'm flipping back through our Billy Gebhardt uh, historical data from the Gebhardt family. 2018, uh, you raced in SME, 11, almost three average. And then 2019 SME in the Camaro, 12, 375 average because you had a 22nd uh, beam break ET uh, on the last day. Tell us what happened there. So um, the last day we were probably six, like number 16 out of that top 32 street race mm -hmm. shootout. And um, Cody was tuning my car and we got to the track and he was like, it'll go like we were trying to go like a low 10 second pass for it. Mm -hmm. And so I went up there and I'm like, I'm just going to lift anyway. So like right before the finish line, I lifted and I could hear over the intercom. It was like a 999 with a nine. Oh. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it had already rained. So we were limited on how much time that we had with the class yeah. to begin with. So we went back to the trailer, looked at the laptop. He actually pulled power out of the car and I went back and ran a 996. I'm like, oh. it's just not meant to be, but yeah. you know, it was the fastest pass that we had done. So as you were angry, you, you were also happy and we finished the week yeah. and that was what was most important to both of us. So. That's pretty awesome. And then I, uh, we've got some pictures here in a minute, but I think, Cody, were you on 2019 as well in the S10? Yes. Awesome. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that for sure, too, because I'm going to get into the details of that truck because it looks like uh, it's in full-blown rebuild and fixing to go really fast. Um, 2021, uh, Emily Street Race Small Block Power Rider went from a 12.3 in 2019 to an 861 average in 2021 best best pass of the week is at 850 854 yeah and then uh 2022 obviously we talked about earlier 8569 with the best mm -hmm. pass of an 8518 now the reason that is important is because the same thing you're talking about with the SME stuff you can't go faster than an 850 in the class you're racing the car will obviously go faster than that, but you can't turn in a slip faster than 8500. And so it takes really special tuning to get that car really, really close to an 8500. That is for sure. So why don't you guys introduce yourself? Uh, let folks know the best place to follow you on social media. Sure. So first off, I want to say thank you both for having us on here. It's thank an you. honor. Um, I'm Emily Ballard. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Emily Ballard Racing. And then I'm Cody Medesis. I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. I don't have a dedicated racing page or anything. Not yet. Better at up, not yet. <laughs> and yes. Updating Instagram. Yes. Please, please just post over there, man. You, you do cool stuff. I know I get on there and there's like eight pictures. I think on, yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, let's talk a little bit of history because, you know, one of the, the main reasons you're on here tonight is because of your drag and drive history in the Camaro. How long have you raced that car? 
So I first got it in 2014, 2015, and it was just a small block, naturally aspirated engine. Um, I bracket raced with my dad locally at Route 66 Raceway. So I did that for a little bit. Um, Cody did Drag Week in 2016. So I went and watched with his dad in 16 and 17. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop sitting in the stands and I want to do this too. So 2017, over the winter, we built like a budget-friendly engine so I could run the Street Machine Eliminator class. And I did that in 18 and 19. And then obviously redid the Camaro in 2019, 2020. And Mm -hmm. it's evolved into what it is today. Yeah, the car is super nice. I'm going to pull up. I, you had provided some pictures, so I'm going to pull up a few of those because the paintwork on this thing is is so nice. Um, Eric, if you want to take over some questions for a second there while I get all this pulled up. Yep. So it looks like uh, it was green before it got the paint job. Um, it was 11, 12-second car in 2018, 2019. What was the big change that made it go from a 12 to an 8 in 2021? The engine. Um, and so I had a P1SC Pro Charger on there, and then I upgraded to a Vortec V7 YSIB. Um, so obviously the power adder was different, but I mean, the main component was upgrading the heads, the block, um, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much everything. Nothing from the engine that I ran in 18 and 19 is on the one that's in there today. Dang. <laughs> and so it was a full blown. Uh- Oh, yeah. Is it the same engine or a whole different engine? Whole different engine. Man, I can't imagine the hours spent uh, smoothing this paint. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Way too many. Yeah. Yeah, I can only. So this is the setup in the green car, right? Or when it was green. Yep. Yep. And then uh, this setup here, uh, obviously, is this now? Yes. current? Okay. Uh, LS3 with a Vortex supercharger. Do you want to give a little more details about the rest of the combo engine trains? Sure. Um, so I have Frankenstein heads on there. Um, the trans is an FTI power glide. I have a Pro Torque converter, um, a cam motion cam in there. Um, we pretty much just run about everything that we can with the top of the line, just because what we're doing with the car, I want to make sure that everything is durable. Do you know about what uh, horsepower range it is, or have you had it dynoed? Um, we figured, what did we say on Drag Week? We... Based on the fuel map, it's making, on Drag Week running 850, it's making about 1100 or so. Wow. With room to grow when we race locally, so. <laughs> when you're not as concerned with going eight five or eight forty nine, yeah, yeah, I wanted to give it a little extra cushion because, like, the one year we got stuck in Bristol, and who knows where else we'll be up in high elevation. You got to have some gift to it to still run eight fifty. Yeah, 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 that's for sure. And you know, the eight fifty class is my favorite class, bar none. I love the tuning it takes the car it takes to get there all that kind of stuff and uh 850 is is i really feel like it's only going to get tighter if you can imagine that you know we've had several 851 averages uh as we've <laughs> the last two years so so i saw your car personally at pri 2021 and i just seen mike had a picture of it too uh next to tom's uh ls honda civic and the red horse performance booth 
Uh, were you also at PRI 22? No, we were not. Well, we were there. We the were, car wasn't yeah. there. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we okay. always go just, you know, to see what kind of new products coming out and stuff like that. But yeah, the car was there in 2021 with Red Horse, um, which their main component, um, all of their plumbing and fittings are underneath the hood and throughout the car. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, great, great stuff there for sure. And then, um, Cody, let's switch gears a little bit, talk about the S10. Uh, I would say, and I'm going to pull up the pictures here, it looks like, you know, you've had the truck maybe together mm -hmm. for a little while. Um, and then now you're, I guess, in the process of rebuilding it maybe? Is that the yeah, statement? So I built it originally. I was 18. I bought just a junk roller. I wanted to do drag week, so I built that. So 16 was my first year out with it. Mm -hmm. um, I raced it at drag week, 16, 17, 18, and 19. That's awesome. As well awesome. as a bunch of local racing. And I, from the damage done in 19, I hurt the engine. I finally got it back together in 20. The plan was to go to drag week with it. Well, that got canceled. So went and did some local racing. And it was at, at Cordova here, right by the river. Mm -hmm. It was in September. So there was oil down in front of me. I don't know if there was a, kind of a combination of what happened. And uh, the track was shut down for at least an hour. By the time we got up and going again, it was about 1130. That was the first pair down. <laughs> and about 330, it took a hard right turn right into the wall. Oh, Ouch. Ouch. I was at the point of either I patch it back together and keep going the way I was or mm -hmm. make a change because it was just too heavy trying to do what I was doing and run with the people I was trying to run with. So, yeah. And now what, this one, full stupid. <laughs> well, I was just saying, what's the new ET goal for the truck? Uh, might not be right away, but it'll go in the sixes. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Hang on. And I accidentally closed down the window of, uh, of your truck because you've got a awesome uh setup for it hang on just a second and it's it's more of my style i'm a i'm a turbo guy do you want uh, to talk a little bit about what the, the combo is going to be in that or it's same engine and trans combination just the major difference is now it's going to be four linked and a whole lot of weight out of it <laughs> so, with the same Tune up and everything that I ran before, it should easily right now it would probably go 680. Wow. wow, that's awesome! And that's there's still a lot left in the engine, so yeah, but that's without killing it. So it'll it should run pretty good. I just gotta yeah. get some seat time in it, figure it out, and it'll run right now. Is this gonna end up being will this truck drag and drive anymore? Or is this just heads oh, up? Yeah, yeah. no, nope. yeah. I won't stop doing that. <laughs> That's what we That's, like to hear. Yeah. Well, and I mean, really, you know, you talk about the the stuff that is coming out now and in the next two years, it's going to be crazy to see some of these cars. You know, we've never had this many six and seven second cars in drag and drive. And now with so many events, it is opening up to a lot more people. There's so many cars that are being built specifically for drag and drive. So yeah, it seems like it keeps evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Bring bring it on. 
So I did see you guys post uh, about an upcoming event, the Builders Brawl Race in Cordova. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll yeah. let him touch on it since he qualified for it. Uh, Joe Zopler puts it on. So basically you have to be the builder of the, the car in some way. Either you did the paint job, you did the engine work, you did the chassis work. So you're basically going to race against a bunch of other people who actually built their stuff rather than who's got the most money and who can pay somebody the most to come uh, in. Yeah. in. Right. So you have to apply and be, you get judged by five people <laughs> to verify that you're a true builder. You actually did the work. And um, so once you get into that, then you choose what class you run and I'm going to run it with the Camaro. So they got a class it's called high five. Um, so on the Friday night before the event, they draw out of a hat of an index. So it's anywhere, I think, from like five, mid fives to like 580 or 590. Um, and then you have to shoot for that index. So you have to know how to tune the car and make it. It's a no prep as well. So you got to make it stick on a no prep and then run it in. That's a. Uh... That's pretty interesting. I like the drawing out of a hat. And well, I mean, I guess they would have probably like 580 and 570 and 560. I think that'd be fun to do like a 563 in their number. You know what I mean? Like just something crazy. Mix it up. Yeah. yeah. That sounds real fun, actually. Um, so you said you're driving the Camaro. Um, I'm assuming you've drove that uh, at least a few times, right? Yeah, a few times before she stepped in it a couple of years ago. I didn't drive it last year, but I've driven it just about every year. Last year, okay. she Very didn't get cool. to drive it a whole lot, so and she's been doing pretty good. Yeah. Now I'm just sitting waiting my turn. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully That's I'll pretty cool. One soon. So well, Cordova is yeah. actually not too far from me. It's only about two hours. So I'm uh, northern Illinois, right on kind of Wisconsin, Illinois border, Rockford area. So okay. um, that that is event I might check out. And then another one that I think I found through you guys is the Central Illinois Streetcar Shootout. So that's another event you guys are going to be at, correct? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So that one will be a lot of fun. Um, it is July 14th and 15th. They're actually doing a drag and drive with it. Um, so you'll get an extra grade point if you do the drive to Havana. So you'll check in at Cordova. I think you'll do two test passes that they have to see, and then you'll make the drive. So that should be a lot of fun. It's always a good group of people that run that race to begin with. So I think it'll draw a lot of people. Yeah, Kyle cool. uh, Kyle Beaumont with the blue light blue Trans Am is the guy that is heading up the drag and drive stuff of that. And we've been talking, I mean, at least every week, if not more often than that, um, about, you know, routes and registration, you know, how you do registration, how to, how to set that up, what, what constitutes a drag and drive, what we look at, what will be. So, you know, for the racers that are planning to do that side of the event, uh, you know, you'll populate the drag racer list as well. Yeah, so that's kind cool. of exciting. It's a, a regional event is what we call that. So it's like, you know, at least two days of racing. Yeah. So, yeah. It'll be cool. Yeah. That's the, I, and I really think as we move forward with Dragon Driving, it becomes more popular. I think these events like this that are already going to be a full weekend anyways, if you have to do 80 miles of racing between days, that's really not that far. 
So, you know, a lot of the guys that are already set up, guys and girls that are set up for drag and drive already, I mean, what's another hundred bucks to drive 80 miles and be involved in something else that's going to, you know, help as well. Yeah. Right. The whole the whole community and be more fun, you know. And it's something different. It's a heads up yep. race at the end. It's not like drag week where it's a test and tune and see if you can make it a whole week. <laughs> yeah. You gotta make it track to track and then go try to win the event. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And this we've there's a new back to the streets, uh, no prep, heads up, eighth mile event that I'm helping with in Michigan. And that's what I'm excited to see about it is how these drag and drive competitors will react to heads up racing. Yeah, I, I like that. That's yeah. I wish it's been like that for a while, but the, yeah. making a car survive that long is hard enough. So well, and for us, and this is, I mean, obviously we're off topic a little bit, but for us to, for it to constitute as a drag and drive, you've got to race all out and then drive and then race all out again. There's events in the country that, you know, have a drive like a true street deal, but you're not hanging the car out to get a your best ET and then driving somewhere and then hanging it out again to try to get your best ET so you can have your best average, you know. Yeah. I, I think that's what sets dragon <clears throat> excuse me, dragon drive apart. Uh, and the heads up stuff. So so I was kind of looking at uh your racing page and I, I came across something that I didn't know. Um so I was at Hot Rod Drag Week 22 in Byron. But it looked like just before that, I think you said like a month before you melted a piston and then you guys were in like a mad rush to get the engine put back together. What was that whole experience like from finding out you had a melted piston to rushing to get it together and then making drag week? Hell, it was hell. (laughs) (laughs) So we... um... With the way that the car is set up and the rules for drag week, you can have only have an air-to-air intercooler or, I mean, you could have any type, but it can't be past firewall. So we went air-to-air um, and just everything is running hotter. And so we were going to put on meth injection to try and cool it up and hopefully run smoother, quicker. And we tested in August. And just made some little 330 passes, came back, looked at the data, everything looked fine. So we went out there and I made like little more than a 330 pass and that was it. So I think we got all seven out of eight pistons burned up. Ouch. Um, Wow. So. Yeah, burned it up pretty bad. Yeah. What happened was as soon as the, uh, it was dumping so much alcohol in there, um, and everything I seen in the data, I'm no expert, but it didn't appear anything was wrong until the gear change. As soon as it hit the gear change and loaded the motor up, it loaded up on alcohol. So the O2 pulled all the fuel out of the map and mm. burned it up. And it wow. Yeah. So it was pretty much scramble mode for the next couple of weeks to uh, make it to drag week. And luckily, you know, I have a partnership with JE Pistons and the Pistons that I run are pretty much off the shelf, just slightly custom. So they were able to get a set over to us. Um, We pretty much took the engine all the way down, looked at everything, replaced what we needed to replace Um, Labor Day weekend. Both of us worked out in the garage with each other until about 12, 1 o'clock. And 
you know, got it back in. We tested the week before drag week. Everything seemed good and we completed the event. So that's awesome. That's one other thing too. You know, we talked to Cooper a minute ago about co-pilot and having the right co-pilot. Um, I will say this, my wife and I would not make good team members. Uh, but you guys seem to work well together. And I mean, obviously, you know, this dragon drive is not your only one to do together. And then as well, you race all the time. Does that, does your racing throughout the year help you with the dragon drive? Um, no, yes. And no, I mean, there's definitely like, I mean, I guess he could say his perspective from it, but I feel like even when we're butting heads, we're still getting along because we're both trying to get to that same outcome. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even though we're both frustrated, we know at the end of the day, we have that same end goal. So it's like, we just kind of put like the differences aside and work together. And it's become like, now we don't even have to talk sometimes. And like, I know what he needs and I know what I'm going to do as soon as we get back, you know, to the trailer, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's on drag week or a different event, like I'm going to download the tune. I'm going to check the gas, you know, I'm going to, you know, get all that ready to go. He's going to yeah. look at the data log. So it just works really well. And especially on the dragon drive, I mean, just to run that, you know, like this past year to be able to turn in that 850 time slip and then take the cruise. It was, you know, it's a lot of fun. Like yeah. it's our vacation. And by the end of the week, we're like so slap happy that like we get along probably more than we should. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, I'll let him tell his perspective. <laughs> it's probably different. Uh, you said about the dragon drive, there's really no preparing. I mean, he's just used to work me and working with me in the garage and everything else we pretty much know how each other work and what we do so just i guess it works i mean we do bump heads but <laughs> i don't think it would be the same if we didn't well right and a lot of times for a lot of couples that are you know we always say power couples with drag and drive racer couples the the people that have been together a while and know they've been through a few events together it's funny you end up like uh, like bill spangler and joe fritz they're not a couple they're good buddies but they know what to do just like emily you were saying a second ago they know what to do when they get to the pits they know what to do at the end of the pass they know you know it you just kind of fall into that rhythm and so for a lot of folks that are new to this sport that are going to come in in 2023 because we have more events pick your co-pilot well, don't yeah, be with the person that by two days you're ready to strangle them. <laughs> yeah, we've seen plenty of those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, the other thing of that too, it's okay to fist fight in the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> get up, work it out, and get back in the car and go on. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we've guys, seen we've all seen that. Have you guys had other co-pilots besides each other? Yes. Um in 2018 and 19. Um the first couple of days we both had our, well, I had my dad, he's had his dad and somebody else with him. Wow. Cool. That's cool. That's so really, how was um, it? How was it having your dad? Uh, <laughs> did you, get, well, did you tell your dad what to do? That's the question we're trying to ask here. <laughs> no. Um, we argued about like just about every little thing. Cause they're pretty much the same person. Um, so it was just like in 2019, I brought a trailer 
So he wanted to bring everything that could fit in the trailer. I'm like, you're not bringing all that. So then that was an argument. But, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's something different, um, which is really neat because, you know, I grew up with him bracket racing all the time. So this is a totally different element for him. So as much as we butt heads, like I said, he's my best friend. I talk to him all the time. So it was a lot of fun when he was with me. He fell asleep, which I don't even know how is possible. <laughs> Hey, listen, when you're running on four or five hours of sleep, it anytime a, a man of age uh, gets still, it's not hard to go to sleep. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was um, I think it was 2019. Cody was racing his truck and lifted a head gasket, I believe is what it was. And so our dads took his truck from a gas station and limped it to a hotel and he came with me and these two were pushing his little four by eight enclosed trailer up into a U-Haul with oh, ratchet wow. straps. <laughs> so I wish I had that video because we're driving and they're telling us a story. I'm like, why would you guys do that? Yeah, they should be on here to tell that story. <laughs> yeah. Then, right. yeah. Then by the end of the week, we got to the racetrack and there was... I think we probably had eight people trying to get my trailer back out of the U-Haul. <laughs> all eight of us got run over by it. So I don't know yeah. how two of them got it in the tra truck by themselves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, um, I was on the phone with Keith Turk earlier setting up his uh, interview for next week. And I told him that you were going to be on tonight. And uh, he said there's a funny story about the carbon fiber bumper that was going to be on oh, the car. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said, you know, we'll probably talk about it next week, but if she wants to talk about it, um, you know, definitely let, let her tell her side of the story. Uh, so, you know, the biggest thing about the class you race in, I guess, is there's, uh, well, you explain it. So carbon fiber bumper was allowed, but uh, what, what happened around that? So we built my car and went to drag week with no bumper. It has a chin spoiler on it. So I was up at the top of the line. And if you know Keith, he's a very nice person, but he's got that smile where he's like, yeah, you're in trouble. So he pulls yeah. us over to the side and he's like, you know, and he takes out the rule book. I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's like, you're going to have to run unlimited. I'm like, I can't run. Like I have an 850 cage. Like I might as well just like pack my stuff up and go yeah. home. Yeah. Here's my donation. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, um, most people that do drag and drives, they know certain, you know, rules and restrictions can be talked amongst all of the tech committee and some can be obviously ruled out. So with mine, my car weighs 3280. So we decided, well, he decided and told us, you know, with your car weighing 3280, you can have a carbon fiber bumper. It is not going to give you any type of advantage over the cars that do have a bumper in here. So that's kind of, kind of how he allowed me to run that class. So with that weight restriction, you know, or minimum weight rule, it, you know, is nice because, you know, carbon fiber bumper might be a couple pounds. Yeah, maybe, you know, I mean, but probably over a steel one, it would be what, 40 pounds? Say oh, yeah, and that's so, and the pounds. other biggest thing was there's only one or two companies that make the bumpers, and with the parts shortage that there was in 2021 and even 2022, it was like a six to nine month wait. Oh my gosh! 
So now you're like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, hey, so yeah, last year I had actually emailed him like in the beginning of April and I was like, Hey, I reached out to this company. They can potentially, and he's like, you know what, as long as your car weighs 50 pounds over the minimum weight, you know, we'll let you in. So that's, that's the part awesome. that's really nice about it. And you know, all you got to do is reach out and ask the question. Yeah, but don't reach out. He he will not answer questions in a Facebook group. Yes. <laughs> you'll need to you'll need to discuss that with him through email or right. phone call or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um Nick Hooten here says uh Cody loves smoothing paint. We can tell that by the paint on the on the car. <laughs> yeah. Um so is that is that what you do all day or is that just what you did for that car? No, I work in a body shop. That's oh, what man. I've done since that's I was able to do everything I've done, build my own stuff. So that's cool. Done it every day since I've been 15. Wow. And then uh, Greg says that uh, Cody loves painting cages. Yeah, because I just painted a cage in his car that might actually see a dragon drive this year. Nice. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. It, uh, Bill Elkins says it really is a beautiful car. He is with um, parts online network. So he was taking pictures at, uh, at drag week. And then I'm sure we'll be out again this year. Cause I would assume you guys are planning to do drag week 23. Yeah. Yep. That's the yeah. plan so far. Yeah. As long as I can get my stuff together. <laughs> right. Any, uh, any other dragon drives that you've got on the list? Maybe. Um, just Joe's race, the central Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that earlier. Yeah. It's going to be hard this year with our wedding taking time uh, off. So, our, our congratulations. Goal is one dragon drive this year before <laughs> the wedding. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, congratulations to you. Marriage is certainly fun. Uh, I've been married, I'll be married 14 years. I don't know. After 10, you just lose count until 20. I promise, honey, I love you. Uh, she's not even watching this, so it doesn't matter. Um, so somebody, no summer. Yeah, somebody tagged my wife in. Oh, no, I'll I'll be uh our yeah, June 9th. I'll be at a uh, at Autocross Week, Summer Racing Autocross Week on our anniversary. So, it won't be the first time I've been gone on our anniversary for <laughs> Dragon Drive events. It just means I have to do something extra special, take yeah. her on a trip by herself or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um so, so we talked So you guys won't be at Six Summer. Um, probably not just with the timing of it. I mean, we would love to do it, especially because it's pretty much very local to us. Um, but with him and having the truck done, it's just, I mean, for me to go and then for us both to go to drag week, he would be my passenger if his truck wasn't ready. So the two weeks off is a little hard, especially for him. Yeah. Gotcha. So is the Camaro all ready to go then, or do you still have upgrades that need or you want to be done? Nope. This is the first winter that I have not had to touch it other than um, back in October. Um, I think you guys had seen that I got the new built specialty wheels. So swapped mm-hmm. those out. Um, and then Cody actually is running a Delta PAG Um water pump and fan. So I'll probably upgrade those as well. But other than that, nice. it's been really nice to just not have to touch it. Yeah, that's going to be very strange. But I mean, obviously, with Cody's truck being the build that it is, uh, you know, it'll be good to have to not be building two cars at once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the motor so be... the end of last year. So mm. it should be set and ready to go. All it has is drag week on it. And so 
That's awesome. The the Delta PAG setup is so nice. It's a uh, I love the the brushless. Is it all the brushless stuff? The fan and the the motor or the pump? Oh yeah, yeah. It's all brushless. So yeah. it's low amp. And it it moves more water than what my Mazir pump did. So yeah. it should help keep it cooler as well as. Yeah, John is one of those guys that's really really smart. Uh, I love talking to him all the time too. Um, he's been on the show a couple different times. Um, so as leading up to, I guess this will be a, a weird question to ask for what's your prep look like, but you know, if your car's running and doing well, there's probably not a whole lot of prep that goes into your drag and drive program for drag week, right? Yeah. I mean, for mine, obviously it's limited with the 850 cage. Um, mm -hmm. And last year we know that we were able to surplus that substantially um, with running at drag week and an event after that, which is really nice because it gives us a lot of cushion. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what we built it for. So to see it doing that, I mean, we struggled with it in 2021. You know, we were pretty much maxed out on power and I ran that 854 on Friday so now to have all that wiggle room, I mean, it's really nice. And the car really doesn't give us any issues. So with me running my Camaro and him running his truck, it's nice to be able to kind of have one car where you can just change the spark plugs, you know, put gas in it, change the oil midweek. I mean, check everything over if something obviously is a red flag, but, you know, to focus on his stuff and just get in mind and take the cruise. Yeah. You know, and uh, you talk about 850 cars being the the car you can just turn the key and cruise anywhere. I mean, that's crazy to think that that car is, is that now, you know, compared to, you know, five years ago, if you told somebody that you could just cruise around in your 850 car, they'd think you were nuts. You right. Know? So that's pretty awesome. So uh, Mitch here is asking if you can still fit in the driver's seat of the Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and uh it looks like uh your dad here is saying, not after this interview his head won't fit inside the cage that's his bedtime Go to bed. he's just <laughs> mad because my one of my eighth mile time slips are faster than one of his oh and wow in front of a group of people <laughs> that's fun <laughs> this leads perfect into the next question you mentioned you raced with your dad does he still race yes um so actually he had a 68 firebird when my car was green and just the small block and um when he saw what we were doing with my car now and upgrading everything he sold his 68 Firebird because he could not run 920s and allow me to go 850s. So now he has like a 2000 Firebird that can run like 820s, 830s. And now yeah. he's talking about trying to upgrade that. Yeah. <laughs> it it looked like in the picture that you had sent over, and I, I've closed all that out now, but um, it looks like that car is way more race car than what the Camaro is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all Firebird tube chassis. Ah. He's just butthurt. <laughs> <laughs> to go to go two tenths faster than uh, than his daughter. I mean, yeah, man. Gotta lo gotta love the family competition. Right? Oh yeah, yeah there's a lot. Yeah. So that, that's good. So has he done a drag and drive, or is there any chance that he will do a drag and drive? 
I keep telling them to just buy a streetcar and do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I mean, the times that he's come with me, he said that he's wanted to do it, obviously, to find the right car to do it with. Um, I don't know that he would build one to be super competitive, but, you know, just to kind of maybe do the street machine eliminator class, <laughs> run the tennis. <laughs> Uh, I think mom says no. <laughs> he probably is thinking I'm not being his passenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, see, just like mine, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, and that's fine because then I get to spend time with my friends and we have fun. Um, perfect. Well, guys, I, I want to say thanks. What haven't we covered? What What haven't we talked about that we need to for you guys? What's coming up? You talked about the wedding. Uh, who's doing the burnout when you leave the wedding? All that kind of stuff. We are not doing any, we're not incorporating drag racing at all at the wedding. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Unless you changed your mind. Hey, I, I get it. That yet. Okay, well then bring the truck. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll do well, a race off and see who can win. Because the last couple of times we've gone down the track together, I've been waiting for him at like half track. And he ooh. either blew the tires off or blew his engine up. So. Ooh. Man, I hear some smack talk. I think that 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 makes for a good marriage. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So who's sure. got a, who's got a better reaction time? Probably me. I mean, I have a, a different answer. I have a fifteen. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember what some of yours were? No, I don't think a fifteen. Yeah. See, he's going to make a great husband. He's already agreeing with you. You know, all all the stuff. Save the fight. Yeah. Hey, you know, pick your battles, man. I'm telling you. Yep. <laughs> We Feel do nice. have a question here from Greg. Uh, what color is the truck going to be? Uh, I still don't know. Can't yeah. make up my mind. <laughs> nice. Want to do something uh, different, but. Well, I yep. tell you, if it turns out anywhere near as good as a Camaro did, it's going to be very nice. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. How long have you had that truck? We'll talk about it real quick, and then we'll let you guys get back to, to doing your uh, stuff. I think I bought it. 2014, I bought it. And it was just a junk. It all rotted out. Parts of the frame were rotted out. It was legit a junk. It should have went to the junkyard. But I bought it for 400 bucks, and that's all I had. So there you go. That's what it started out as, and it's evolved to what it has now. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon here saying White Pearl is his, <laughs> is his vote. <laughs> well, cool. Well, guys, thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight. I really do appreciate it. And uh, give everybody you know, your spots to follow along on uh, all the social medias again, and then uh, your next event that you'll be attending. Yeah. So again, um, you can follow me at Emily Ballard Racing on Facebook and Instagram. And then Cody Medesis. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I need to set a dedicated page, <laughs> but I'm working on that. And then the first event that the Camaro will be out at uh, will be Builders Brawl, which if you guys haven't already checked that out, definitely do so because it's a great event. Cody will be behind the wheel and I will be his crew chief. Oh, fun. <laughs> Well, y'all, thank you so much for hanging out. We really do appreciate it. And uh, this this won't be the last time that you are on, I promise. We uh, we definitely got to talk to you maybe after the, the wedding and honeymoon and stuff and see how your year went and see <laughs> where everything falls now. Because now you are the third fastest woman in Dragon Drive history. I don't know if you knew that or not. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. And uh, you've got some the, – the first two women are – you may Kinda have to drive – Yeah. 
You had to drive Cody's truck to get there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's possible too. I'm sure you get up that way. So pretty yeah. fun. Well, guys, thank you so much again. I appreciate it. No, thank, thank you, you guys. guys. <laughs> See y'all. See ya. Man, we've had some fun tonight, dude. Absolutely. It, a lot of good been, conversation. And uh, yeah, uh, they, they're a ton of fun. Um, obviously, I don't, I don't think I could drag and drive with my wife. We have a hard enough time driving together uh, right, right. To, to do that. So uh, congratulations know, to them. And I know how I am. And when my wife gives me directions, so if she's, if she's passenger co-pilot giving me directions, yeah, uh, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. There, there are definitely some uh, couples out there that make it work. You know, Brent Sinclair and his wife, um, Ryan Hargett and Tammy, out there doing doing the Lord's work. It's uh it's pretty awesome to see couples getting out and doing that. And you know, I'm not ever going to say that a dragon drive is vacation, but it definitely gives you an opportunity to spend some time together or with your co-pilot if it's someone like my brother and I, you know, I've been uh, I've never been his co-pilot, but we've had the opportunity to spend the week together at race week at least twice and get to hang out in an opportunity where you normally don't get to do that. And so, you know, cause typically your kids are running around, the wives got you doing stuff or your work, you know, him and I are working in the shop on something, but when we're at a drag and drive event, that's all we're doing that we're just doing drag and drive that time. So, yeah. So pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I don't, Bill Elkins, I don't know about vacation, especially for media guys, uh, Bill and the team at Parts Online Network are coming down for the circuit. Uh, you're going to be here for the circuit, but you're going to be running the camera, yep. uh, the big video camera, and then um, editing stuff. I'll be helping with some of that as we go throughout the, the weekend as I can. And then Jesse Fox confirmed that he is coming and our official event photographer is Chris Story Photo. So I'm excited to the next couple weeks is really leading up to the the event so we've got a lot of posts that are scheduled that are coming that are spectator driven uh, we want as many people in the stands as we possibly can and of course with having the cruise night it is a little different than a typical drag and drive event because we are not racing for three days straight so i think bringing 125 race or drag and drive racers to a cruise night is going to really help spread the community and uh, let the racers talk about the cars to maybe people that have zero idea what a drag and drive event is. So we have more right. than 600 people, I think, interested in the event already for the cruise night. So it should be pretty big by the time we get here because we are really ramping up the promotional posts and spending uh, on advertising from there. And then I got a message from Karen Price a few minutes ago that the shirts for the circuit are packed and ready. So now I got to figure out a time I can get it there and go pick those up. So very cool. Yeah. I, uh, so for the event, I think not going to take the wife's car this time, not going to yep. leave her with my truck. So I'm thinking about renting a car, a minivan. What, what do you think a minivan? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about renting something cool that can go on the cruise night and stuff with. Yeah, sure. Any, any ideas? Anything? Cool? I mean, dude, you can get an EcoBoost Mustang. <laughs> I don't know the 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 hardest part. I so I flew into Orlando for Sick Week, and they actually had two of the Hearst Mustangs there for that. So if you have a big airport, you may end up for that. 
Uh, Bill Elkins says SUV for media guys, bro. That's why I'm saying a minivan, because if you end up with a couple different photographers in the van with you, you could really end up doing something cool and hanging out the sides and getting all kinds of different angles and stuff. One thing that was neat when uh, Matt Zelenko was with me at sick week is we would be driving along and typically you don't get that, you know, direct on front shot uh, in traffic, but he would jump in the back. I had all the seats down. He would jump in the back and actually shoot out of the back window of the, the van. So, Oh, wow. Really worked out well that way. So, you know, I'm always going to suggest a minivan because I think that's probably the easiest way to do that. I just don't know how you would turn the sliding door off while you're moving. I don't know if it'll open up if you're moving. Yeah. So we can. On, on, the, on these new vehicles, they probably got some safeties in there. But... Yeah, especially a rental van. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the van I'm going to end up buying uh, will definitely have that disconnected somehow. So, hey. Hey, whatever, whatever we rent, uh, we just got to make sure that we don't put that on video. So we don't come back and be like, these yeah. guys aren't running from us. anymore. <laughs> They're never running from us again. So uh, that's the way it works. Well, dude, thank you so much again for, for coming on night co-hosting tonight. It was a, uh, it was a great show. I think the guests we had were awesome and definitely, you know, a lot of drag and drive content. And if you guys haven't done it yet, please go follow Bogetti studios. His podcast really is doing well and it is it's a great setup. Uh, podcasts are a great way to listen to drag race or drag and drive content more often than you do, uh, you know, just watching it on your phone. So, right. Cool. Absolutely. Um, this Saturday morning, I may be live from the road doing drag and drive news unless I can get it recorded tomorrow. So we'll see. I've got some topics already for it. There's some stuff that is going on that you guys haven't heard about yet that uh, that is exciting. Um, and then, so yeah, we'll see if we can get that Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern uh, for the Dragon Drive News. And well, then if you are on the road. I will be here helping you perfect. run the comments so that you can drive. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be great. And then um, on next Wednesday, we have Keith Turk and somebody else. So we're going to be working on that artwork tonight and tomorrow and get that put up so everybody can get that on their list as well. Again, we are live across eight different channels here tonight. We've got everything that we are a part of on Facebook and YouTube is live right now. So Thanks a bunch, guys. Thank you to Summit and Racing Junk and Sweet Patina and Howard Scams and Molly Motorsports North America. We appreciate everybody that has come on board and uh, and is making this a reality. I mean, we're just we're constantly growing, and it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. So, all right, tell them where to, to tell them, buyer. <laughs> right here next week. We'll see you. Thanks for watching. <laughs>